Blog Talk Radio. Those tickets are $40 and all the proceeds are going to go to his family. 
Um, so that's another event that's happening at the cabin on 360. And then May 21st at the cabin on 360, it's going to be Holly Mullins and Dallas Adams. Those tickets are $50. We're going to be doing an investigation there, but we're also going to be doing a seance, or Holly. I keep saying we. Holly is going to be doing a seance, and I think Dallas is going to be doing a seance with her. So that is going to be a really fun event also. So I look forward to to going to that as well. Um, and then, of course, you all know David Flowers and I do the Manor House ghost tours slash ghost hunting um, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays at 9 o'clock. Tickets are $15. You have to call the activities desk, 757-220-1200 to get your ticket. So if you want to reserve your spot to do that. Um, there's a lot of different events going on. As soon as John Stevens comes on, he'll be able to talk to you a little bit more about that. He is the founder of Virginia Paranormal Events, but he also has a website, www.virginiaparanormalevents.com, which, according to him, is a little bit more detailed than Virginia Paranormal Events because he tries to share everything uh, as far as the upcoming events, but he also has a pretty detailed website, so... Let's see. Um, gosh, and that's pretty much it. I guess I'll be talking <laughs> talking to the chat. <laughs> Anybody got any questions while I'm waiting? Hello, Kimberly. Boo, hoo, hoo. Boo. I'm waiting for John Stevens. He's running just a tad bit late, so I keep having to switch back between blog talk in StreamYard to see when he's coming on. Because if he stands me up, then I'm never dating him again. Like, he is so freaking fired if he stands me up on this mess. But I don't think he will. He just said he's going to run a few minutes late and to bear with him. So I'm bearing with him. I was just sharing the latest of events that were coming up at the Cabin on 360 with the Boo Bitch event and then the Glenn Morgan event and then the seance that Dallas and... Holly are going to have. And let's see, I guess I can go over my lineup while I'm patiently waiting for John Stevens. Um, now, next week I have a young lady coming on, and her name is Tamara McMeachin. And she has never been on my show before, but she just does all kinds of really neat things. One of the neatest things that she does that I like is she um, reads tarot cards, and she's really good at it. So she's going to be coming on next week. She makes jewelry, but her jewelry is a little bit of a different caliber than, let's say, jewelry that Kimberly makes. Her jewelry is like, um, it's crocheted. She crochets jewelry, if that makes sense. You know, little crocheted necklaces with the, the crystals in them. She does all kinds of stuff. She's super talented with things, um, but we've known each other since the kids we're in elementary school, but we are going to be talking next week on Vibe Time with Jerry. So that's going to be a fun show, too, because since she's new and really nobody knows her, she doesn't really do a lot of paranormal stuff. She does more of the crystal crystal healing, you know, jewelry, which is really cool. She made me one of my first bracelets that I that she had when I first met her, so... She'll be coming on next week, and that's going to be really interesting to have her on my show. So should I just sit here in silence and wait for John Stevens? 
Should I fire him? I mean, I don't know what to do. If he's back here, here he is. <laughs> Hello. Hey. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm glad I got on. Um, and uh, I was trying to find the number I needed to call, and I'm in a place that doesn't have any Internet connection, so it cost me a couple of minutes, but I'm glad, uh, I'm glad you were able to fill the I wasn't there, so we can get started. Yeah, I was about to panic. (laughs) John Savage, you're fired, and David Flowers said I need to deduct it out of your paycheck. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, the the few minutes is going to be deducted. That's right. You're so funny. So I've talked about the events coming up on the cabin on 360, Um, you know, the – the events there, and then I talked about, of course, David Flowers' tour in Williamsburg. I've covered that, so let's get into events and see what we got. Okay. Um, What do you got going on, John Stevens? Well, we've got some things coming up this coming weekend, uh, like uh, there's the the EnigmaCon um, is coming up. St. Albans, um, and I know in May we've got some, um, and y'all will forgive me because I'm going off the top of my head with some of these events. Uh, this thir- Like this Thursday night, there's uh, the Haunted Tours out at, uh, at uh, Hanover Courthouse at, with the uh, um, with uh, Steve Dills running the uh, the tours out of the uh, the house there at, at Hanover Courthouse and that whole area. It's a really cool. Uh, last time I was out there, D.C. was there and and a few others. Um, so uh, and there's uh, that event at the cabin. You're right, and then. Plumeri um, Promotions has got an event coming up at in Hopewell at the Beacon Theater. Uh, there's Sage Paracon going to be in May. Um, a lot of events coming up in May, so that's good to, to see that we're kind of opening things back up again. And, and um, before long, we'll all be If I lose you, if I lose you, um, it's because I'm probably in a dead zone. Okay. So I don't, I don't know if you lost anything that I said. I went through a period. I went through an area where there's absolutely no cell service. So. I gotcha. Where are you at? In deep Hanover. So I'll, I'll, okay. be, I'll be in Mechanicsville shortly. Gotcha. So um, just trying to, to get back closer to home and stuff like that. So Right. Anyway, 
but there are, there are, uh, and I, you're right. The Virginia Paranormal Events dot com website run by Jeff. Um, he has done a great job with that, and it goes into to a lot of detail about the events, but it also has a lot of other articles, interesting articles and things like that about um, all things paranormal, things like that. So, you know, uh, in the last, the I'd say the last three or four weeks, I've, we've had an explosion on Virginia paranormal events. Uh, a lot of people have coined um, it's just been really shocking uh, that that this huge wave of people have have started to uh, to visit the you know not only the web page but the the Facebook page and and that just means that all these events that that are being promoted in the state of Virginia um, they're they're getting a lot of notoriety and. Like with, um, I expect to see a, a big uptick uh, with the, the Manor House down in um, Williamsburg. Yeah, we're hoping. Hello, um, Stephen Wand. I'm saying hi to people who are coming. Yeah, and you've been helping out with that um, the last few weeks. Kind of yep, hard right last. now because we're in we're in spring, but once summer gets there and that place starts really having the uh, much larger events, I'm I'm just curious if people. Uh, I always like to hear the good success stories of of events. Um, people have come up to me um, at events and said. Um, stuff like, you know, uh, thank you for promoting our event. It sold out in, in a record amount of time, and uh, which is really, really good. Right. So um, I'm hoping that more and more of that takes place. People will will go and see some of these places that that they may have heard me talk about or heard heard on the show or other shows that are in the state of Virginia that are now right. open doing ghost tours or ghost, ghost investigations or paranormal events. Right. Um, you know, I, I have a good friend of mine, and I always, I always make the mistake of saying uh, ghost, ghost tours or ghost events, and this, uh, this guy does not believe in ghosts. He believes oh. in the paranormal, but he does not believe in guts. Gotcha. And so gotcha. I, I don't want to always assume that or try to tell people that it's that spirits or ghosts or, or whatever, because um, a lot of things that that we've experienced or, or you may experience may not be um, ghosts involved. It could be just something we just don't understand that's causing it. True. True. David Flowers, that he tells people about your Facebook page 
and website at the tours, which he does. We'll mention that. every You know, somebody asks about the latest events, we'll just direct them to your page because we know that all the events or a good portion of the events are listed there. Yeah, and I tell you, and I and I really appreciate that. It's um, mm-hmm. it it gets really. I need a new shirt uh, too, John have, Stevens. Well, I'm it, I'm glad you've come to the right person, so I'll get you a shirt. That's um, right, because I have it. worn out mine and washed it to, to the point it's starting to crack, and I need a new shirt. I need a fresh. I have to look fresh when I promote Virginia Paranormal Events. Like, I can't be oh, having yeah. a crack. I, you know, I, I just can't. <laughs> right. You know how I am. We're working on a new design and everything right now. Um, nice. Fresh and moist. That's right, boy. We'd like to be able David to do that. Uh, yeah. He got the Virginia Paranormal Events hat. I got to be matching. Okay. Yeah, I've got some hats too. So. Oh, well, shell them uh, up, or I'm telling Donna. My sister doesn't even have a shirt or a hat, so I feel feel. Yeah, blessed. well, you know. <laughs> What the hell do you mean, Don? I don't even have that. David Flowers said I can't have his hat. Brandon Johnson said that he also advertises Virginia Paranormal Events at his um, Haunted Nights events. So, I mean, we put it out there because we know that, yeah, Kimberly wants to know what kind of hats. It's John Flowers' Virginia Paranormal Events hat that, like, David Flowers and him have. I, I got a shirt, but it's cracking, so he's going to have to hook me up fresh. Yeah, I can't wait for the new design and the new shirts to come out, hopefully later this summer. Um, maybe I'm trying to push for some different colors. Uh, really? I kind of liked your. I kind of liked how your stuff was, but, you know. I thought it was kind of cool. I always get a yeah. lot of compliments on it. Well, you know, every everybody has black, and I like some of the wilder colors. I mean, I I, I like when um, people would come to an event and they've got maybe a aqua blue shirt promoting their paranormal page, and I'm like. Wow, that's kind of really attractive. You know, that would look good. I look good. Yeah. Nice. So. Hi, Um Kimberly, you went Paris stocking with John, and all you got was a crummy shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. You know, yeah. uh, when I'm, I, I need I need more events to promote. Uh, I do promote some events, and and sometimes I feel like um, people are, are seeing the same events promoted over and over and over again. And uh, partly, partly the reason behind that is is um, when let's say in a good month you only have about ten good solid events going on in the state of Virginia, and uh, 
it's hard not to repeat that a few times a week, each one. So we we just need more events to promote. And I, I only promote the, the events or the teams or the people that are involved if I feel comfortable that they are true to their word and they're not scamming somebody. So right, all right. the time... <laughs> I get messages from people. They will instant message me saying, hey, can you promote this event? Right. And sometimes it looks legit, but I don't know the person. And I don't want to put it out there and become associated with anything that would be um, to try to take advantage of something. And... Right. No, I I mean, I fully understand. I just, I never really noticed that about your page with it, like, repeating anything, or I, I've i never really noticed that or paid attention to that. I just, you know, when, when something is posted or approved, hi, John Sullivan, how are you? Um, you know, I just, I've just never seen the repeat. I, I mean, you know. Yeah, I tell you the other thing, other than events that I really like to, to, to show is the evidence mm-hmm. that people get, like uh, Sullivan, when he has some good EVPs, um, I love putting those on the page to show people, that, hey, this is what they captured. Or, you know, Brandon will, will put something, this is an EVP we captured, St. Albans. And, yeah, I want to put that on there so that people will, see some of the evidence that, you know, that they may have missed or something. Um, they were maybe at the event but didn't get it. Um, so I like putting that kind of stuff on there. You're really good about um, putting your stuff that you've caught at, at uh, like, Manor House or something like that. Yeah, we've caught some I'll really good to. things at the Manor House. We've got right. some really and, good things. We're going over some stuff now, and um, it just, you know, just like like I explained yesterday, going in there, David's going to go get the tour list, you know, the people that are coming, and I'm in there by myself, which I don't mind. I, I don't, I'm not scared of being in there by myself, um, and I just, you know, I'm taking a picture of the chandelier because I, I told him that I will eventually... I know a little spirit is going to show up in one of those little doorways when I take a picture of the chandelier. You know how it reflects back? Yes. So I know eventually I'll catch something. Well, when I was up there taking the picture, I heard a man say, Jerry, just Jerry, you know, just flat out Jerry. And I thought it was him calling me over to go outside. I thought he wanted me to come outside, you know, the doors are, the main doors are at. And so I open up the door, and there's a little tourist standing there, and I look at him, and he looks at me, and I'm just like, did you did you just call me? And he's like, mm, no. <laughs> you don't even know who the hell I am. <laughs> right. So I just, you know. And then two nights prior to that, at the other tour that we did, we're walking to the garden area, and it was a fairly large tour of people. 
and I hear a man in the body cam, not with my naked ear, to my body cam when I'm reviewing the footage, and I hear it. Again. I hear Jerry. It's just it's wild. Wow. Yeah. So I haven't. I don't. I haven't posted that one yet. We haven't talked about posted that particular one yet um, because we um, we were trying. I can't get it to do it on Audacity, but I hear it and he hears it. So I know I'm not hearing things, you know, or it, my body can't rub it up against something. It flat out said my name. So, but but we have a couple pieces of good evidence that we are going over and we're, you know, deciding where that's going to go. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a it's important for me to show people that maybe haven't been to events. And I would say yeah. this when we when we show every month that um, I try not to assume that people have ever done this and yeah. try to because everybody starts off with something somewhere. Maybe it's a ghost tour. Maybe it's a ghost walk. Um, right. Maybe it's a history tour. Uh, maybe, you know, eventually it turns into, hey, they're having an investigation. Well, I see that stuff on TV. That's what I'd like to do. And you finally right. sign up and do one. And like many of us, we get hooked. You know, it's it's fun going into some of these places at night um, that you never get a chance to go into uh or you know maybe just during the day or but you you, you get to uh, maybe have seen some evidence or experienced something. Um, I have people tell me all the time. You know they'll say like, "Well, I've got, I've done these things, but um, I haven't experienced anything. I I haven't seen any ghosts." And I'm right. like, "Well." You're like 99.9% of the people. They're, um, most most people have never seen a ghost physically, a physical apparition, right? Appear before them. So, well, I just but think let it, me play it, you this cool EVP. You know, you got another EVP cool. No, no, I'm just saying. Let me let me play this EVP for you. And you were there, and did you hear anything with your ears? No. Um, right. But this is what we captured. So we didn't necessarily hear it with our ears. You assume nothing's happening. And then you go back and you hear it later. And that's why I like doing burst sessions um, and really quick ones because you get the, you get the feedback talking about the instant the instant proof um, that right. there is something that you can't maybe see with your eyes or hear with your ears. Yeah, that's some of the stuff that Dave goes over the tours on, you know, when he's um, talking about that with, with, you know, carrying a recorder because there are, there are so many times when we are – like at the manor house, and we're running a running a you know when you're given the tour and you're you got you're demonstrating certain things and the equipment doesn't go off and then people are like, 
you know, well, it must not be active. And then when we get home and we start to download and do the body cam, I'm just amazed on what we're getting, um, not just through the through the audio part of it, but through the video part of some things, too, that you miss with the naked eye, and you're picking it up on a body cam, and it's just like, you know, wow. You and But, you know, unfortunately, so many people watch the shows, and they just expect they just expect those jump scares, and it's like, it's not like that. I've had several people on the tour ask me if the house, you know, that the tour that we're doing is that, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Is it staged? And I'm like, no. If the, if the light flickers, it flickers. If something gets smacked off of a counter, it gets smacked off of a counter. It's, or, you know what I'm saying, a table. It's not, We don't stage anything that happens at the manor house. But I've had several people ask me that question if it was staged. Yeah, I mean, it's, so. it's fun to, to share with people that, especially people that haven't done this a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have family members that are like this, where they feel like everywhere they go, that nothing happens. Yeah, Donna. Um, <laughs> yeah, Donna will swear that things aren't active because she's there. So, yeah, you know yeah. that that's that happens all the time. With people share things with me about, um, you know, whether they like doing paranormal investigations or not. Uh, you know, I always have to. I always tell people that. Uh, you will you will be surprised to capture right when you least expect it and you can be carrying on a conversation with someone joking around in a room and uh you're not trying to interrogate what you think is a spirit in the room yeah you're just kind of carrying on a, a conversation, and and then next thing you know, you, this this spirit or, or whatever it is 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 interacting and wants to be a part of the conversation. Yeah, we get that. We get that a lot. John Sullivan says burst sessions are what we like to do with guests. Kimberly said that she used to place a. Um, diggy recorder on the ground by her van and then she would leave it just sitting there outside when she would walk old house woods john sullivan he's so funny he said he had a guest one time at Belgrove asked where the remote to the flashlights were because they kept coming on and off she thought that he was doing it wow John John Harris and uh, Lynn had a great show on the other night. Um, you can go back and catch that on. Um, they're part of RVA Paranormal, and it was about uh, recorders and which recorders do the best, and and so they 
they had several that they went over and what they're good at and and people don't always have something big and expensive and and they had some they had some cheap ones and they had some expensive ones. And and they went over differences and what some of them are good good for for and overall how to capture EVPs. There was some really good good knowledge. One yeah. of that is um, I have a real expensive recorder, and it actually does too good of a job. I mean, it's it's so it it picks up everything, but it may necessarily be. Um, best recorder for capturing keys. Um, if it's something that your audible ear can hear, um, it's really good at catching that. But it, sometimes there are other recorders that may pick up something that this one won't. Because yeah. brand new. The, the, the recorders they have out now that are really top of the line, they're really good at cleaning up um, yeah. sound. And that's not necessarily what you want to do when you're trying to capture EVPs. Yeah. Uh, um, the, DR60, the DR60 that John carries, selling. Um, is not a very good recorder as far as it's not clear, but it captures things that other recorders don't. And, right. And many times what it captures is very clear, but it, it would not be the type of recorder you'd want to go and record record a, a a talk or a, you know, a lecture or something like that, you simply would not want to use that recorder. But when he's talking about doing a birth session and he uses that recorder, nine times out of ten, we get something on every recording with that. And it's just it's amazing. Yeah. Brandon says that they sometimes it's the people who are new to investigating that usually get great evidence. Yeah, I mean it's it's all things too. I mean it can be pictures, it can be people uh, taking stuff with cameras. You know, for the longest time, uh, especially when you take a like a uh, tour, like DC's tour down in Williamsburg, mm-hmm. and you're you're walking you're walking the streets, and he'll stop in front of a house and he'll talk about the history of the house and maybe some ghost stories about the house. And what's one of the things they always tell you to do is just take a bunch of pictures of the house. And many right. times you get faces in those windows and and something that you can't explain staring back at you. Um and that's probably one of their, uh, you know, greatest pieces of evidence is they, is they tell you to send them the pictures that you've taken 
and uh, because they that good evidence they can put on their website and show people, hey, here's some of the pictures that we've captured and some right. of these historic locations. Yeah, that's that's what we're trying to do now. Um, but we before we post stuff, we like we go back and forth and get a third party involved instead of just like really putting things out there because we want to triple check and make sure I know. Um, I've seen a lot of posts in groups where some people have gotten, like, faces in the window and they'll ask other people, have you seen this? And um, I can't think of the name of what it is right now. What starts with a P, David Flowers, yeah. what is it? Paradelia, is that is that the name of it? Yes, that's it. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, and, I, and a certain person brought, writes that down there, but... I mean, it's it's true, you know, so it's, but yeah, I mean, your camera catches, thank you, Paradella, Paradella thank you. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, we've been talking a lot about cameras and EVP evidence. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, um, I'm, I'm guilty of it. Um, Early on, oh, before too. I was ever doing any doing any investigations, but I I would take a a Williamsburg ghost tour. Um, I I would I'd be taking all these pictures and and I remember in front of the Peyton Randolph house, um, I swear I I had captured a little a little kid's face in one of the windows and. Every time I showed it to somebody, they would see something different. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I was like, it's clearly a face. You don't see the face? You know, and they'd say, no, I see a cat or I see I see a reflection of something. Maybe it's just re- – and that was just me wanting to see it so bad. Uh, I did want to tell you all about a good, um, and I don't know right now because I have not been in front of the computer in the last few hours. There is a good event going on this weekend down in Norfolk with uh, Haunted Nights there at the at the Battleship Wisconsin, and the and the Raid Chasers are going to be there. You're still there driving. John, were you still driving? You yeah. were you still driving? Yeah. Okay, because I was I was trying to look it up for you as you were driving to kind of. I yeah, know I'm, I saw I'm that. I'm still on the road. No, you're fine. I yeah, saw I, was, I saw the one that you were talking about. I was gonna um, get it for you. You're talking about the one with Brandon Johnson, the one that he posted. The USS Battleship Wisconsin is waiting for you. Um, right. That's gonna. Be April 23rd in Norfolk. Do I got that one right? I'm sure Brandon will correct me if I'm yes. not correct. They were yeah, getting high on tickets. I don't know if they still have it. Uh, I, you know what? Ticket, I guess what tickets start at? Is it 125 Do I have that right down here? Yeah, that, that, sounds, that sounds about right. Okay. 
I'm sure Brandon, if, it, if he's still on here, if, if the information I just said isn't correct, he'll correct me in the comments, and that's fine. Um, yeah, yeah, we're down to the, know, they're down actually, as of Monday, they were down to five tickets, so I don't know if they're sold out or not. Yeah, the Wisconsin is a uh, is a is a great place to investigate. It's on my bucket list. The uh, anytime you get to to investigate with the with Chris and Mike from the from the uh, you know they were on the TV show Haunted Towns and Haunted Live and several shows that are on. Um, they just had a marathon of haunted. Excuse me, haunted. Excuse me, haunted night, um, haunted towns. The other, uh, about a week ago on the Travel Channel, and it's it's funny to go back and watch these shows. I was like, wow, you know, it's it's been that long. Um, I remember that season or something like that. It, it's they're they're really two good guys and. They are very personable, and they really make it all about the guests that come. Now, you've got to have a good place to investigate, which that checks that box. And then you need a, then you need a good paranormal team that's putting it all together. And that's what Twisted Paranormal started Haunted Nights to be able to, to do these events. And I've been able to um, be a part of some of those haunted night events, and I tell you, they're they're as good as it gets. Um, the way they have it organized and the way they run things, and then the the event locations, whether it be Dunlora um, up at up at Merrill or. Um, or St. Albans uh, earlier this year, and uh, here we are at Wisconsin. So they've got Chris and Mike from Tennessee Rape Chasers going to be at several events later this year as well. Uh, I think going back to St. Albans and then, gosh, um, uh, Henricus uh, yeah. later on this year. That's where I need to be going. Henricus. Yeah. Henricus yeah. is a great place and and I'm glad you mentioned that because yeah. I've recently came across some more history that I didn't know about Henricus and it just makes it even more exciting to know about what happened there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and so when you're there, you can kind of like it helps to know that I'm on hallowed ground, hallowed history ground. You know, this is start of a country type of place. Yeah, um, it's rare in America. We I have it in Virginia, with it, and we take. Um, we we tend to take it for granted, but Henricus is one of those places, one of those few places. Berkeley's one. Um, yeah. We that have Indian, Revolutionary, 
Civil War, all happening on the same land. Yeah. And yeah. so there's a lot of history that has gone on in some of these places, and, and people just are not um, aware of all that going on. And so we're fortunate to be able to get on those properties and investigate at night. If someone here that is maybe has tuned in tonight um, is interested in something like that, they can, again, go to Virginia Paranormal Events. Um, I'll point you in the right direction as far as uh, where the events are, what they're, you know, who, who all is involved with it and, and what you can expect. Right. And uh, you can actually go on some of these places. I never thought in the world I would be able to go to Berkeley at night, be able to, to see that place at night, be on that property at night. And I'm telling you, it's just different at night. It, oh, like in Rikus is different at night. Yeah, I, w- I want so, to go to him right actually just to see the the that part itself because I have never been there. When I go over the bridge, I see it, but I have never been there. And Dennis S. Locke said, point him in the right direction. <laughs> Please. Yeah. <laughs> you go down the steps. And then you say something as you enter the basement. That's all I'm going to tell Dennis. Just <laughs> Well, you know, the show is not PG. None of my shows have ever been PG. So we all know what happens as Dennis goes down the steps at the basement at the, at the Brick Rancher near the cabin on 360. We know what happens. He will say, hello, <laughs> asshole. And Dobby will come back and say, fuck you. We know what it said. I mean, you know. Yeah. So we just, down after, you know. That's right. I have that on a EVP somewhere. I have to find it. I have all kinds of cabin EVPs, and I know damn good and well I have that one saved. Where he says, hello, asshole. <laughs> and Dobby goes, fuck you. <laughs> yep. Yep. Clear it's cut. nothing like entering a room and, yeah, you enter the room and you let them know who's there. Yeah, let them know who's there. So, yeah. Yeah, but Henricus would be a good, would be a good place to just to go, not even just necessarily at nighttime, you know, if they ever do anything out there, because I, I don't know, but just during the day would be a really neat place to just go see. Yes. Um, Day trip. So one one of the things about going to places during the day is people always tell me, it's like, I want to see this place at night. I was like, well, you know, you will be surprised yeah. that if you take a recorder out to a, and we're fortunate enough around the Richmond area, we have a lot of battlefields and parks and things that are associated with the Civil War. And you can find many of them. You won't find anybody else around you. And you can do EVP sessions in the middle of the day. Um, and you, know, you can you can do that, and and 
you know, you may catch, capture something. Also encourage people to take pictures during the day as well. I belong to right. a, a Gettysburg uh, Facebook page that um, is, um, they post a lot of paranormal pictures that people have captured on the Gettysburg battlefield during the day. Because you can't be on there at night. And so right. you're, you're surprised. I mean, I'm not, I'm just shocked sometimes at the pictures that people are able to capture of soldiers in the woods and things like that. And you're like, I didn't know that was there when I was there, you know. And yeah, um, oh, so yeah. I encourage people to take pictures. Take pictures. Yeah, Dennis said it's really cool to go and interact with the staff as they interpret the history. So that that would be you know cool to 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 do that. There, I get more. There are some, yeah. Yeah. I went to Newport News Park and got an EVP, and, you, and who would have thought Newport News Park, of all places? I mean, I know there's a lot of history there, too, but it just, it just, I'm, I was just walking the trails, and I was like, oh, let me just pull my record out and see if I can get anything, and I was surprised that I did. I'm almost more shocked than when I don't get something. Um, I was out at a battlefield last weekend, and it was a beautiful day, and it's um, it's off of Route 5. And I was uh, part of the seven days battle, um, and I was out there, and I decided to do an EVP session. And I was out there for 15 or 20 minutes, and I didn't capture anything that I – the least I know of on the first go around. But I was really shocked because I thought for sure this is a perfect place. This is a perfect yeah. opportunity. I'm going to capture something. And I was really shocked that it, I didn't get anything that I, at least I could they tell just the first time. You. you got to go back. Maybe they just, you know, was like, I mean, when you're looking at spirit world, I mean, it um, as you're a, as a living person, you know, are you going to like walk up to a total stranger and just start talking to them? I mean, I do, but you know, you know how people are. Yeah, spirit. Did, Dennis, Dennis S. Locke said spirit didn't like you, John Stevens. Yeah, thought it was probably the wrong side. You know, like you know, he's a Confederate or something like that, or. Um, now that's when they usually cuss at you, but, you know, we, objects. I, I've, I've been to a cemetery at night and I've captured something and I've been to a cemetery during the day and captured something. But every time I go to a cemetery, whether it be day or night, doesn't mean I'm going to capture something. Um, right. so I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm more shocked when I don't yeah. get something. I think sometimes, and we talk about this about the Banner House, I think sometimes spirit, and probably at the Cabin on 362, sometimes spirit just don't freaking like people, and if you're associating yourself with that person, they're not going to talk. <laughs> yeah. It, well, yeah, exactly. I think a, uh, people have a can have a lot if of... If I didn't like energy. you when I was alive, why am I going to like you when I'm dead, you know? <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I really do think it's a lot to what you bring to the table, bring into the room. Are you? Um, are you? No, because you know everybody seems to know Dennis on the on the spirit realm as far as the different dimensions, and they ain't never met him. And I get EVPs on that all the time. That cracks me up every time I get them. I even got it at the manor house. I'm like, oh my gosh, and I have it. It's it's hilarious. It's funny, I was with somebody who played me an EVP um, of a, um, it was, it's a person like Dennis, um, they, oh but God, they weren't God. there with us, and they, you hear in the recording, ask about that person, like, but they're not here, we're here. But the spirit wanted to talk about the person that wasn't there. They actually remembered them and wondered. And the response was, it was it was comical. It's like, why are they asking about them? It's yeah. Probably because they deal with them all the time, and now they don't. They're not here, and they want to know where they're at. Yeah. David Flowers said, "Man, this is a ghost, and we don't know it." True. Might be. He might be one of those solid oh. forms. You know, we got about we got about six minutes. Dennis said, "Oh my God, you figured it out." We got about six minutes. I, I wanted to go back to something uh, I was talking about earlier about. Um, okay. I, I never want I never want people to uh, think that the paranormal world is all about ghosts. Um, yeah, and. Not not getting off into Bigfoot or UFO, not tonight. But let's just all right. We'll just keep it to the to the to the investigating of the of ghost hunting or whatever you want to call it. Um, and people really, there there's some very intelligent people out there. Um, they are able to think of things that I would never think of. I mean, I'm kind of simple, like. When you play me an EVP of something, and it's clearly a voice, is that voice from a spirit? Um, there are very, there are a lot of people that don't think it's a spirit, but they have a good explanation of what they think it is, and I can't say that it's not. So I never right. want people to assume that when they go and they do capture an EVP, that it's a spirit. It, it may or may not be. Um, I'm not going to sit here and tell people that everything that they encounter is ghost or spirit related. Obviously, some answer. of it is um, explainable. Some of it is, um, you know, can be explained. Uh, but some things I've heard enough theories that have that will make you go, "Oh wow, I've never thought of it that way." Um, there are people who yeah. study now the effect of time. You know, Einstein was smart enough to realize that time is not a straight linear line. It's it's waves. And those waves in some points are very close to each other, and they can be separated by 100 years or 1,000 years. But those waves are actually pretty close to each other. And, and what we think of as a dimension or a wall, or whatever you want to call it, a veil, um, there are some people that actually believe that 
I've heard everything from, hey, it's somebody, it's you in the future coming back and talking to yourself, or it's you, or it's something, um, a, a person that's in in their time is close to this time because the times are are pretty close to each other. It's a lot of, it's a lot of things that people have. We didn't have this a few just a few years ago. This is this is fairly new stuff that is coming out that we're we're learning about what we're capturing and it's not just recordings and pictures right we're we're talking right. about we know that the 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 human ear can only capture um a very small section on on the on the audible scale Right. The best, the best recorders in the world today capture a little bit more than what the human ear can, but still nothing in, um, compared to the vast length of the What's up, pondering audio. So, what's going on in those areas that no one can hear? There's right. a lot of stuff going on. And it's That's just true. the same thing with the it's the same thing with the eyes. The eyes can only see a very limited thing. And and that's by des, and that can be by design. Perhaps God did not want us to see certain things, so he puts limits on what we can see. Yeah. Uh, but there are machines made by man that can see even more in in all different types of light spectrums. But then again when you look at the large picture the large spectrum, even what man has created, the greatest things of being able to see is not capturing everything. That's and true. There are things and there are things that are not being seen on the on each end of the spectrum that are there, yeah. that are there That's physically true. right beside us. So we can hear it and we can see it. Sometimes in glimpses, and we capture glimpses of it. Is that what we're capturing? It may or may yeah. not be spirit. It may or may not be UFOs. Um, it. Uh, you know, Graham Hancock talks about uh, taking um, uh, DDT, and yeah. it really opened his eyes to what was going on around him. And a spirit guide, his father led him and showed him things, his dad was dead, and showed him things in the room with him. He said that he did not know, and he said if he, if we knew, it would, our minds and our eyes and everything about us would short circuit. We would not be able to physically handle it. it yeah. Our brain would yeah, we'll have down to talk about that. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that on one of our episodes together because I'm running out of airtime, but that would be an interesting topic to talk about what you're talking about now because we've touched on lines like that before. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's just I, – I, I just want to tell people that um, – you're interested in coming to events, you can check out my page. I'll, I'll steer you in the right direction to events that are going all in Virginia. If you have some event that you want to promote, you can send it to me. Um, I try to do my best to get around and meet everybody and try to, to uh, 
and I've met a lot of good people, and I want to tell you there's some really good events, and people are, are really doing some um, great things for um, places that need a, a lot of help. So yeah. I just wanted to put that out there, and, and, and we'll talk again here in a few weeks about things that we've done and things that are coming up. That works, and I appreciate you coming on. Yep. Thank you again. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. I'll see you all. All right. Bye. All right. Bye.
go. Hello, all you freaks out there. This is Ryan. Welcome back to the freaking awesome paranormal show. How are you doing? I'm out here in Richmond, Virginia, actually Mechanicsville, Virginia, just outside of Richmond. Uh, drinking tea out of my Spirit Secrets of Virginia paranormal coffee mug here. I got some sleepy time tea, which really has the exact opposite effect on me. I'm usually pretty wired after I do the show after drinking this stuff, so maybe it's all the sugar I add to the add to the tea to make it drinkable. But uh yeah, I mostly just drink this stuff because it's freak freaking freezing in here and I need to the warm I warm me up and I don't think drinking coffee is the best idea. Although maybe I should start drinking decaf at night. That might be be a good idea. Um yeah, last week we had an awesome show. We had the Paranormal Power Hour, which is actually two hours. Um, me, Jerry, and Holly Mullins had some really good conversations last week um, talking about, uh, like, chakras and spiritual meditation, a whole bunch of stuff. We really dive, down, dive deep down into the, you know, trying to get more spiritual and trying to open yourself up spiritually and stuff like that. So we're trying to do this, do, um, we try to do those kinds of shows every two months. Our next one is going to be on June 14th. So, uh, yeah, if you want to come in and join the conversation, just a just a converse, we're just talking about spiritual stuff. Uh, let's see, Holly and Jerry are very, um, in tune. They're like, you know, they're mediums and they do a lot of stuff with Reiki and chakras and stuff like that. So I am more acting more as a person who doesn't know what he's talking about type of deal, which really is not a far, like, from the truth. It's actually, it is the truth. I really don't know what I'm talking about. So I'm asking all the dumb questions or asking the questions that I think people want to know. I guess I shouldn't say dumb questions, but just questions that, uh, that I think regular people like me would want to know about what they do and stuff like that. So, you know, it's a fun, it's a fun time. Plus, you know, Holly and I have been friends for a while. Jerry and I have been friends for a long time too. So it's just a bunch like a bunch of friends talking about spiritual stuff, and uh, yeah, it's a good time. Tonight we are chatting about the EnigmaCon event we have coming up this weekend at Radford University. Not Radford University. It's St. Albans, just outside of Radford University. Um, it's a uh, paranormal convention. That has been going on about don't much. I can't, don't really know how many years it's been going on for. We'll find that out tonight on the show. But um, it's uh, it's a fun it's a fun uh, event they have coming up at St Albans. I went there with Angie 2018 maybe or two maybe 2000. Had to be 2000 2019. Sorry to think about it 2019 we went out there um i mean we had a really good time it was fun seeing it everybody and uh rj was probably just under a year old because he turns yeah his birthday's in may and the event's in april so yeah he's just about to turn a year old so and then of course covid hit last year and the next year we weren't able to call go out there but this year we will be there um we were going to set up a table out there trying to travel with RJ, staying in a hotel, and um, you're doing all that. It's just 
probably a bit much to try to set up a table and be out there all day. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to go out there. We're going to go hang out with everyone and uh, chill out for a second. We'll chill, chill out for, for like an hour or two out there. And then, uh, you know, see every, see everyone. So we're super excited about that, seeing everybody. Um, Angie's mom had some difficulties tonight, so she's gone. And so my daughter is watching, is watching RJ right now. So I might have to get up and tend to him during the show, but I'll have my phone with me. But if I get up and, uh, you know, if I'm away from the camera, that's what's going on. So oh, it should be interesting. Um, yeah, so tonight we've got uh, Alan May and Ronnie Anderson coming on the show to talk about the event. They're one of the, uh, one of the people who are putting it on this weekend. I almost said co-founders. I don't know if that's the right word for it, but um, yeah, we're. I'm going to go ahead and put them on the show right now, and let's get this party started. All right, hello, Ryan. This is Alan. What is? Hey guys, welcome to the show. Hey, Ryan. It's Ronnie here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um. So I did some research on you guys, and I couldn't find much out about, like, what kind of, like, paranormal experiences you guys have. So if you could introduce yourselves to everyone and let them know what, what's your background. Sure. Go ahead, go Al. Go ahead, Ron. <laughs> okay. I'll, uh, go for, uh, I'll go first. I'm not scared. Okay. I'll go first. Yeah, I'm Ronnie Anderson. Um, I uh, I joined Bedford Paranormal back in 2010. Um, I really wasn't into the paranormal and, you know, I've had some experiences throughout my younger, in a younger adulthood that I would just kind of like blew off, you know, you know, there was something to explain the stuff I was seeing around me, but then I moved into a house that stuff happened every day. So I happened to work with Alan at the time and I knew Alan was, uh, the founder of Bedford Paranormal. So I kind of questioned him about what was going on, and he invited me to a meeting, and I was hooked ever since. So I've been a part of Bedford Paranormal for 12 years now and love every minute of it, love all of our adventures. Um, we've been all over the place. You can't find too much about us because we don't boast like a lot of other teams. We're in it for the research of the field, not to get our 15 minutes of fame. But, yeah, um, that's basically my little sh- sh- story made short. <laughs> okay, um, this is Alan, and uh, I've been interested in the paranormal since I was a child. I had a couple of experiences that happened to me that I couldn't explain. Um, uh, my family was Baptist, but they... Uh, Put us in Catholic school because the Catholic school would take you at a younger age than public school. So um, I think I got a well-rounded version of uh, religion. And um, but back then that was pre-internet, and if you had something paranormal happen to you, it was um, kind of frowned upon to talk about it a whole lot, at least at my house. And um, so uh, it just led me into uh, trying to research things at libraries and uh, things like that. And um, and I did a lot of investigating on my own. 
And then um, I think it was late 2006, I tried to get a group together, and uh, so we did uh, form the Bedford Paranormal. And um, our group's a little bit different than most. You won't see us list um, who the case manager is and who's the founder and all that kind of stuff. And um, uh, we're all pretty much the same ranking, and uh, it's... And also, I think if you give yourself a title, I'm not sure how meaningful that is. So, um, But we all just pitch in and try to all do the research, all do the investigation and the reviews and things like that. And um, we got a we got a great group of people. And, um, and that's one thing um, it's about the paranormal field. Um, all the places we've traveled and been to, um, it really gives you a chance to meet people with different perspectives and outlooks on life, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really glad we've done it. Um, we do have a Bedford Paranormal page, but as Ronnie said, we don't put up a whole lot. We're not into um, the self-promotion thing. If, uh, if anybody wants to come up and talk to us, we'll be glad to talk to you about most anything, but... Uh, um, I'm probably not going to stand up on a soapbox and talk about me. So, but um, anyway, uh, that's about it for me. Well, I like I like the idea of not putting labels on the people or your group members, because then you feel like you're boxing. You almost feel like you're boxing yourself into like, you know, into a certain like uh, position. Hmm. So you know, if everyone if everyone works on each thing, then you're all growing as a team. Then as far as one person does history and then another person does does this, if it's all shared responsibility, I I think I like that that better a better way of doing things because you grow more as a team. I think. I think so. Yeah, I do too. Um, we all share the same responsibilities and everything. Also, so. It's not like, you know, any job you have dirty work. You don't make one person do all the dirty work, you know. Sitting around, you know, reviewing hours and hours and hours of stuff, we all do it together. It's it's not two or three people doing it and the other two or three coming in looking at it. It's what they found. We all do it together. Everything we do together, that's what I like about our team. Plus no drama. Yeah, that's that's good. That's definitely good. You know, plus more eyes on you know what you're looking at, and you know, or what you're listening to, more ears. It's uh, you're able probably able to catch more stuff uh, than it than it would be if it's just one one person listening to it and going with your evidence and stuff. You're absolutely it's, right. It's, it's, you know. <laughs> You know, I would love to hear some more of your stories as far as some of your of your experiences um, later on. Maybe we'll be able to have you guys back on the show uh, at a later date, and we'll talk about your experiences outside of St. Albans because we'll probably go into that some tonight. But uh, I know you said you don't like self-promotion, but, you know, it's also people come and listen to the show to hear stories about the paranormal and stuff like that. So maybe you can uh schedule you guys to come on uh later on this summer and talk about uh you know 
your your group and some of your experiences. No, that would be great. Perfect. That sounds fun. So um, let's talk about Enigma Cons because that's why we're here. That's what everyone is tuning in for tonight. What is Enigma Con? How did it get started? Started as a uh, a benefit for St. Albans. You know, a, a building that with that age on it and that it's a huge building for those who haven't been there. Um, you're going to have maintenance issues where you need to work on the roof or you may need to work on a wall, different things. So there's always uh, some type of expense to keep it safe for everybody. Um, I know many years ago, when the first time I went in there, there were some areas of the floor that uh, I was a little nervous about. But, you know, Marcel's got a, a great um, work ethic. She keeps the building super safe for everybody. And um, But to do that, it does take some money to do. And um, so Enigma Cons was created as a way just to raise money. Um, we don't uh, keep any of the money at all. It goes directly to them. And uh, because, and I don't know if uh, everybody listening has ever had a chance to go there or to meet Marcel. And if you haven't met Marcel, you owe it to yourself to sit down and talk to her for a while. She's a great person. Um, she can tell you a lot about the history of the building and, and what I consider some residents that are still there. Yeah, we basically, it's, I believe it was 2018, We, I think Angie and Alan put it all together the first year just to raise money for the building. Um, I, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Alan, but didn't the building set dormant for a while and they had a lot of vandalism and people yeah. tearing up the building? So yeah. basically uh -huh. we, we've been doing this for the past couple of years or so, four years, uh, just trying to raise money to go directly to restoring the building and making it safe. Um, it's a beautiful location. Nobody's ever been there. Like Alan said, you owe it to yourself to go there and experience it and most definitely meet Marcel. Yeah, I love going out to St. Albans, and it's been so long. I think the last time I was actually out there was the last thing I went to back in 2019. And, uh, you know, having RJ and stuff, it's been hard for us to get out to, um, right. to Radford. Um, plus, you know, the pandemic and all that stuff happening, it's, you know, to kind of throw a wrench in the plans and all everything. But you're right. If, if you have a chance to go out to St. Albans, even if even if it's just like to go and you know stay outside, take pictures, it's worth doing because it's it's one of those things where you you go across, you you can travel down the road by the river and you see the you see the building, it's sitting over the river, it almost looks like a castle, like overlooking the new river, and it's it's got this like uh, this ominous presence about it. When you when you uh, when you arrive there, it, it's just an, it's just a, an awesome feeling, like it's incredible. And once you get in there, like you said, Marcel is such a great person, and everyone who's who's out there putting this event on is such a is such a are such good people. Places like it's got it's got a dark history, but it's also one of those places that you keep wanting to come back to. It's like 
You know, once you go there once, you, you want to keep going back. At least for me. That's how how I feel about it. I feel the same way. And don't let the don't and let I, the outside fool you. A lot of people look at it like, oh, the building's not that big. But once you get inside, it's a big maze of a building. And if yeah. you're not familiar with it, you definitely will get lost. I can still get lost in the building. It's uh yeah, it's easy to get lost in, especially at night when you're you know, when it's dark. But I get lost during the day too, so I get lost going I got lost I get lost in my own bed sometimes, so I probably not the best person <laughs> to talk about that. Um yeah, so St. Albans is such a such a great location. It's such a good cause, and you guys have such awesome uh, speakers coming to the event. Um, can you talk about who we have to uh, who we have coming out there this weekend? Sure. Yeah, we have. Um, uh, we have go ahead, Al. Oh, I'll just name off a few, and then you can name a few. Um, uh, first one comes to mind is. Adam Bonnet, uh, Glider, uh, is his nickname. He uh, was a tour guide over at uh, Trans-Allegheny for many years. Um, he is uh, handicapped in a wheelchair, and it doesn't slow him down in the least. Um, we've got, had a lot of fun times with Adam. Um, I think Ronnie got run over with his wheelchair <laughs> one time, <laughs> which is a funny story. At St. Um, Albans. At, yes, at St. Albans. And uh, then we did it again at uh, the hospital on College Hill, I believe. But um, he's great. Um, I'll mention a couple more. Uh, John and Lynn Harris from Roanoke, not very far away. Um, they have their own group. They travel around a little bit. Uh, they're going to be talking about different types of hoggings. And... Um, we really do make an effort to get speakers that are easily approachable. And uh, so when you come there and you're trying to learn like a different technique or maybe learn a history about a place you haven't been to, um, these people are easy to talk to and they'll, they'll share what they have with you. Um, do you want to name off a few, Ronnie? Or? Yeah, we got uh, Scott Sukel, who was a – Long-time tour guide at Old Ohio State Reformatory, and now he's moved on to collecting haunted objects. So he's going to be speaking about his collection of haunted objects and where he's at now. And then we have uh, Miranda Young, the ghost biker. I don't know if anybody's heard of her. I'm pretty sure everybody has. She um, She's doing a big thing in Tennessee with... Uh, an old jail the, there. Uh, yes, she is. And she has a YouTube and, channel yeah. as well. Yep. And, um, I didn't mean to you're okay. Uh, she's going to be doing her uh, time behind bars. I guess it's going to deal with the old county jail that she's associated with now. And she's a, she's a great person, very approachable, very sweet. But she is a biker girl, and she is a ghost hunter. So I would say most definitely go talk to her. And uh, also we have Copperhead. 
I'm sure pretty much everyone knows him. He's very famous, been on television quite a bit. But uh, he never let that change him. He's a super guy. You can go up and talk about anything. Doesn't have paranormal. I think the last thing he told me about, he was trying to restore an older truck. Um, uh, just an all-around great guy. He's um, His subject's going to be shadow people. And he's going to give you all his thoughts on that. Um, he was also affiliated with Trans-Allegheny also. Yes, he was. And uh, he was kind of the, I don't know if you want to say figurehead, he was kind of the public face for quite a while at, at uh, Trans-Allegheny. And uh, then it came time just to try something new. So now he's, um, doing other things, and uh, but if you get a chance to talk to Copperhead, definitely uh, stop by and just say hello to him. And then, uh, we have uh, also Pat O'Keefe. Um, you could do a whole show just on Pat. Um, she's not only very intelligent, um, but she's also just um, a good person. We. We've uh, done investigations with her in other states and different places, and um, uh, just a high-quality person. Um, she She's going to be talking about psychic detectives, and um, she does some of that herself. Uh, and Pat's really into everything. She's an excellent photographer. Um, what else could you say about Pat, Ron? She She's also wrote a book about St. Albans. She's wrote multiple books. Yes. And she was a writer for uh, a paranormal magazine at one time. But she is retired now, and she's doing more of, of her psychic readings and writing still. And we're trying to get her to write another book about St. Albans, like a sequel. But. Yeah. I mean, there are plenty of stories from um, sure that would fill up probably fill up two or three more books. We actually, I actually have the, her first book um, that she wrote about St. Albans, and it's really good. It's one of those books where once you start, it's such an easy read. You can probably read it in one day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, she writes in a style where she's not trying to impress you with what kind of vocabulary she has. She's just. Um, telling the story in an easy flowing manner and um, just makes it makes a good thing about it. It, uh, it really does. I've had her on the show a couple of times. Um, I apologize. My my, like I said, my girlfriend or Angie is out. She's her mom is having some issues, so uh, I am dealing with my son at the same time. So I'm fixing him food while I am. <laughs> talking to you guys so if you hear stuff in the background if you don't see me on my on my live stream i'm in the kitchen right now getting stuff for him to eat but uh yeah i've had pat on the show a few times uh actually it reminds me to have her back on the show again here soon because she's always a fun conversation and uh you're right ron and lynn harris are very good people they actually they're actually from around where i live in richmond they, they come out to the cabin on 360 with us so they're like you said they're very knowledgeable and very approachable oh i think it's in the car 
So, yeah, these, you have some great but, figures um, coming out. Oh, yeah. And we also Alan, have – uh, Go ahead. I'm, go ahead. I'm not trying to interrupt. I was going to get you to yeah. say something about Rhonda because I have not actually met Rhonda before. Yes, you have. I have? Yes. Uh, she she owns the Nickerson Sneed House. Down oh, in yes, I have. Oh, yes, um, I have. Another I great place to that. investigate. Um, it's in kind of a rural area. I think there's a truck stop nearby, and a, that's about it. It's right off of 81. Um, but the house that she owns is a very interesting house. We actually recorded... Um, what sounded like a young girl laughing upstairs in the back bedroom. Um, so that was a neat one. And nobody heard it at the time, but it was clear later on. Um, I don't think Rhonda's going to be able to make it. Um, I think her um, she has a family member that's having some surgery or something. And uh, So I don't think Rhonda will be there, but uh, Pat will be. And uh, we also have the, uh, I call them the two life of the parties, uh, Misty and Ashley Connor. They're the, um, they're going to be talking about Regina Hall. And um, they're, Misty and Ashley Connor are sisters that they do tarot readings. They do, um, they do a little bit of investigation. They kind of cover the gambit. But, um, they're also just natural-born comedians. If you've ever watched their Facebook lives, um, it's you, you won't be bored watching their Facebook lives. They're they're a barrel of laughs. But um, but yeah, they're going to talk about the Regina Hall mystery. Uh, for a while, some people felt like there was a connection between her and Saint Albans, and um, I'll. You know, let let it be up to you whether you feel like that's true or not. Yeah, we got yes. Connor sisters are a lot of fun. We've had them on the show oh, yeah. a couple of times. Yeah, they are they are uh, right. If they want, if you check out their TikTok, they're also pretty uh, pretty funny as well. Oh yeah. We have uh, Alan Marston. He's going to be speaking on uh, talking boards, Ouija boards, and Alan's a super great guy. Have you ever met Alan? Yes, I have. Actually, the first time I met him was was uh, was at St. Albans. Yes, super knowledgeable, very very professional in what he does. Uh, he's a I believe he's a captain for a fire department here in Lynchburg. But yes. You never can go wrong with Alan. He's a super nice guy. We've been on a ton of investigations with him. And every time we get the opportunity to hang out with him and investigate or just hang out, you know, he's a super nice guy, very smart. And also in the past, got, I think he has made a few talking boards yeah. of his phone. And uh, he did. Yeah. Go ahead, Ron. He did. I was just confirming what you were saying. I need to get one of those we have, talking uh, boards that Alan Marston's made. There's, there's, he does a really good job. 
Yes, he does. Yes, he does. I'm looking forward to his his opinion on them and compared to my opinion. We have uh, Matt Haas and Josie Haas. They're from New York. They were once part of uh, Long Island uh, Paranormal, but I believe they broke off and they've made their own, doing their own thing. And they've covered pretty much everywhere up north. And I think he's been really into the Amityville house and the legend behind it. And he's done a ton of research on it. And uh, he also has a podcast called Strange Oddities that he does every Thursday night. He has some interesting guests on there. He's had uh, Miss Pero from, I guess she was one of the young children from The Conjuring House. He's had a ton of very interesting, you know, uh, podcasts. Um, yeah, they're going to be doing the uh, Amityville, the legends behind the Amityville house. And I'm interested in that because I have split feelings about that, too. So I'm very looking forward to that. We have Steve Dills, who is covering another very interesting subject that I'm into, and that's the Skinwalker Ranch. Uh, Steve, he's a part of Transcending Paranormal. And I'm sure everybody that listens and everybody knows Steve. He's a super nice, smart guy, man. I'm I'm so happy that I've, I met him. I have had a chance to meet him and hang out with him and investigate with him. Um, his team does things like very similar to our team. And I think Alan Marston has just joined uh, Transcending also. So he's a part of that team. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to Steve. I'm just hanging out with him and investigating with him again. If we Steve's get a chance. A quick <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah. He's fun to investigate with. I've, I've done it a few times around here it's at Hanover Tavern and, and Henrikus Park and the cabin on 360. Um, he's, he's, he's awesome. A great person to investigate with. Yeah, like I said, I, I'm I'm glad I've had a chance to meet him in the last couple of years. Also have uh, Jeff Santos coming. Um, James. A, oh, Jeff Santos. Yes. Jeff Santos. Yes. Uh, he's a veteran from the U.S. Air Force. Um, he founded, uh, I believe it's called Virginia Paranormal Investigations (VPI) in 2008. Um, and I believe this is his first time to St. Albans. And uh, I've talked to him a lot on the computer, but I haven't actually had a chance to meet him yet. Sounds like a super great guy. Um, and he's, uh, Linda Casada joined his group, in the, I believe, in 2014. And uh, they're going to be discussing uh, demonology. And do you want to take over, Ronnie? Or sure. Uh, we got. I'm sure a lot of people remember Carl Johnson. 
excuse me, he was a member of the TAPS, the original Ghost Hunters. He was a demonologist, him and his brother Keith. And he's kind of broke off, and they're still doing the demonology thing, but he's doing it with James Anito. I don't know if you have ever met James, but he's a super smart guy, very knowledgeable also. And they're going to be doing demonology also. And I had the pleasure of doing a podcast with those two guys at one point, and they just blew my mind with their knowledge. And I think uh, I have a few questions for them. <laughs> I hope they can answer or shed light on. Yeah. I was lucky enough to meet uh, Carl Johnson uh, one time in, at a conference in uh, Pennsylvania. It's probably been like maybe 13 years ago or something. It was back when uh, Paranormal State was getting ready to come out, and they were having a conference there. And um, uh, like you say, he's very approachable, very smart. And um, he's, yeah, I think he's going to be an excellent uh, speaker. They um, all will be excellent speakers. Yes, they are. Yeah. Well, and we purposely try to choose people that are one, they're not standoffish. They will talk to the general public. And also people that are drama-free and um, and just smart. And so I'm really excited about the lineup we've got. I, I can't say that we could have done a better job on that. We got really lucky that these people were willing to come. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely going to be a fun a fun time for everyone out there. Ernie. Ernie. Yeah, show me. This is my son. Say hi. Hi. Yeah. Hi, hi RJ. Hello. Hi. He's, he will not be there. <laughs> but he will be in Rapid with me this weekend. He'll be there in spirit. Um, is this Halloween think, me? No, not spirit Halloween. Uh, I think... Every per, like you said, every person you, you have listed there is very, like you said, very approachable. I know a few of them, some better than others, but each person I, each person I know is, is very nice and very, very knowledgeable. And like you said, if you, everyone, if you have a question, I love you too. You have a question, a very, you know, very approachable and stuff. And each, and each, if each thing they're going to talk about is very interesting as well. So. No matter when you show up, you decide to go all day, or if you decide to show up just for a few hours, each person who's speaking yeah. is definitely worth listening to. Plus, you get investigation. Plus, you know, there's also investigation at the end of the night too, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. Would you like uh, to talk about the building at all? Yeah, let's yeah. talk about some of your experiences out at St. Albans. Um, like, what what was your first experience like out there? Um, uh, my my first my, experience. Well, go ahead, Alan. You go first. No, go for it. Go You're the boss. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not anybody's boss. Um, I know. But no, I was lucky enough years ago. Um, actually, it was before Marcel took it over. Um, a guy I know just got permission to go there. He got written permission and got keys to the building. And um, it was not a safe building at that time. It was uh, 
we walked through there and um, you could see where people were doing drugs in there and there was some um, shell casings everywhere and um, and we did see some shadow people that night um, but uh, to be honest with you I was more worried about the uh, people coming back than I was about anything paranormal but um, worried about the living and not the dead yeah <laughs> but uh Marcel got in there, and she really cleaned the place up and got the floors safe and got the got everything under control. And um, but uh, there's different areas, and um, the bowling alley is a favorite of a lot of people. Um, and I think the building changes over time. I think the last few times we've been there, the King Center has probably been one of the more active areas. But um, when I've been in there with just a few people or either alone just sweeping the floors and clean, setting up chairs, you'll hear people walking around. And um, and sometimes you, you heard hear some, conversations. You heard female conversations, what was it, Thursday, uh, Friday past, night last night? Yes, I did. And I couldn't make out what was being and it wasn't I don't think they were talking to me it sounded like they were just talking to each other and that was down near the uh, what used to be a cafeteria um, but we've heard two ladies talking before in the area that uh, used to be um, kind of a beautician's area and um, so um, I have not uh seen some of the more scarier things that people have reported um, except for once um, but that's Ronnie's story and I might let him tell his experience in the King Center yeah um, I've been going to the building I guess for the past 10-12 years and like Alan said the, the building has changed a lot from the first time I went in to the last time I've went in Usually, like Alan said, everybody runs to the bowling alley. You can watch any TV show, the bowling alley, the bowling alley, or either suicide bathroom, which the suicide bathroom, I think me and Steve Dills was, were up in that area at one point last April, and we heard a growl, and we both heard it. And that was the first time I heard a growl. Um, my first experience was a long, dark hallway. I seen... And there was witnesses. Angie was there, and Noah was there, and I believe Lisa was there. We seen there was very little light admitting from the other end of the hallway, and we seen what looked like a creeper. It was probably two to three feet tall. It walked like a, a spider, and it went up on the wall and went into the shadow. I think that was my first experience, but... Um, I've, I've seen shadow people, and it's been in the uh, in the more recognized places. But like Alan said again, the King Center over the past couple years, due to you know we're thinking maybe COVID and nobody being in the building, things are surfacing in different areas. But we were doing an EVP session in the King Center at one point. Uh, what was it? it was probably two years ago, wasn't it, Alan? Yes, up on the um, well, I consider it the second floor, the floor up from yeah. the uh, 
grand staircase. Well, we were we were doing an EVP session, and um, we were just sitting in the lobby next to the elevators, and I was sitting in the floor, and uh, the only way I can explain it was it's like time stopped, and I'm sitting there, and, and I can hear everybody you know, involved in the session, but it, they were muffled. And then I seen this dark shadow, like, come up from behind me and start cloaking over me. And I was, I, I was drained. I had no energy. I couldn't talk. I could only see through a little window of this cloak. And I could hear Alan asking me, was I okay? But I really couldn't answer him. And that's just what I know about it. Uh, Alan Mike can put his perspective into it, but out of all these years in the field, I've never had anything happen to me like that. And I've been to the Myrtles, to uh, West Virginia State Penitentiary in Moundsville, Ohio State. I've been all over the place, but never had an experience like that before. But it was uh, very strange, and it took me about three days to get collect myself get back to normal and I just and still to this day when I go to that area I don't know if it's targeting me for whatever reason but I I feel different than I do in any other day of the week anywhere else so it's kind of strange and that 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 just happened recently I'd been going there for 10 years prior and I stayed away from the King Center because I could never get any good evidence but now I spend a lot of time up there Trying to figure out what it is. Alan can put his yeah. perspective into it if he wants. Sure. Um, we were coming down the hallway on the way to it, and Noah was listening live with his earbuds, and he asked the question, uh, what room are you in? And he heard a voice reply, your room, which uh, makes me think it either has – the entity either had a sense of humor or they were trying to intimidate him. So right there, we, as Ronnie said, we were near the intersection of the hallways where the elevator is. And um, I sat on the couch and Ronnie was in the floor. And it appeared to be almost like a little black mist. I looked over there and... Um, it was covering kind of his shoulders and his head. And I asked him a couple of times if he was okay. And I know this sounds kind of bizarre, but it looked like almost like he was vibrating. His head was shaking, not a whole lot, but very fast. And um, so Noah and I both cut the lights on him, and uh, it seemed to disappear as soon as we cut the lights on. And... Um, but as Ronnie said, he looked like somebody that had been partying for three or four days. Uh, he looked um, completely drained. And so we kind of thought it a night soon after that. But uh, he still looked rough the next day. And um, But I had never seen anything like that before. And um, I have... It didn't really have a form. It was just kind of like a uh, fog over it. Wow. And I could see it. 
like over my shoulders and it, it was like a cloak trying to you know cover me totally but it didn't it, it i could see through it like a little window of it <coughs> but i can't i i like i, I was never experienced anything like that before and it was kind of strange and like i said it took me at least three days to get back to normal but i'm i'm steadily still going there trying to figure out what it was and why it targets me yeah i think a place like that is it's so big and so there's so many different um opportunities for spirits to present themselves in different ways to to people that we we won't know for sure like you know who's experienced what and like if there's somebody else who had the same experience because so many people have so many different kinds of experiences out there it's, it would it would be interest, interesting to see if if anyone else has experienced the same thing in there um i know there are people there are certain like uh certain entities out there that people look for, like the red the red eyed person in the bowling alley or that area or the guy at the end of in the uh boiler room uh where they you know people leave cigarettes for. But I wonder if anyone else has had that experience out there. Um like you said, there's there's so many two people that go out there and so many it's such a mass massive location that you know, that it could be it could have happened to somebody else, you know? Exactly. Well I believe and, I believe Angie is un- uncovering some new information and new stuff about the history of it too. And she uh she kinda explained the story to us and I I'm not gonna explain the story because I don't know what's true and what's not and I don't wanna put any ideas out there for anybody but some of it is correlating with what happened to me, but still I want my own evidence and my own proof. So I'm still still researching that little part of the building. I will say that one of the most interesting pieces of evidence we have is we were in, is it Jacob's room or Donald's room, Alan? Was it Jacob's? I is that it what was. they call that room? Well, I think they call it Jacob's room, but I think it's uh, up for debate whether that was really his room or not. Um, yeah, we just when you feel we like went in know the story. Go ahead. Yeah, we we had went in there and did an EVP session at one point, and when we finished up and were leaving the room, I you know I said thank you, J- Jacob, for letting us share your toys in your room, and. Uh, I had a small child's voice EVP say, you're welcome. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, That's probably one of the best pieces of evidence I've gotten from there. Yeah, I was, I was in, um, I was in the suicide hallway with twisted paranormal a few years ago. And uh, I captured on EVP what sounds like a little baby voice coming through in the suicide hallway. And people, anybody who knows the history of that location uh, would know the significance of the fact that you hear a baby's little, like, a baby's voice coming through on EVP. Um, that's the place where the, the, the patient killed Rebecca. herself. And, yes, kept her uh, 
her the baby in the in the jar in her closet. Yes. Yes. It was actually a, uh, it's a very sad story. It um, is, and it's very it's very sad, and uh, it makes me wonder because we were doing we were doing had an event out there. We we're doing an EVP session in her room. And I captured a yeah, female voice saying, "We attack you," coming out, coming out, coming through my recorder. Um, I'm not sure what that means, or like if there was something in the in her room or in that area that was paranormal at the time, like provoking her to do what she yeah. did. Exactly. Well, that, that that's the first thing I thought about when. Steve and I heard that growl. What would a growl be doing there? What's yeah. up there to growl? And that was my first thought was, uh, you know, the Rebecca story. And, you know, what persuaded her to do that? Was she really depressed about the child? Or was she provoked to do it? Yeah. yeah, I mean that's uh, definitely worth looking into because as far as there's this a lot more history than what than what we know and, for uh, sure. Um, a lot of darkness, a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of uh, emotion in 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 the whole in the whole building. All we know is what was written in urban legend. So we don't we were not there. So you know, there's a lot exactly. more to be told. Exactly. You know, but we are getting close to the end of the show, and uh, it's been it's been an awesome time chatting with you guys about the event. And uh, you know, if there's anything else you want to talk about as far as the event is concerned, um, I want to give you the guys the floor and just uh, say whatever you guys want to say. Sure. The uh, building itself is worth uh, saving and learning about. Um, it did start out as a boys' school, and there's a lot of urban legends about, you know, boys being mistreated there, whether they were or not, I don't know, um, because it's hard to find anything written down about that. Um, the school was so good in athletics that a lot of the schools in that part of Virginia refused to even play against them. Um and then in the early 1900s, it, uh, it was bought by a doctor, and he turned it into a hospital, uh, which that part of the history I think we're all a little bit more familiar of. But um, if you come out, um, I hope everyone has a great time. You're allowed to investigate uh, after all the speakers. It's 8, 8 p.m. to 1 a.m. Um, it usually goes longer, too. <laughs> It, it, it does, and we, um, our group, we're always trying different methods. We might play music. We might uh, try to act out a scene from, you know, whether it's a hospital or a prison, just different things to try to um, see if we can get some interaction. But um, we don't provoke anything, and um, we don't try to, we look at it as they live there, I guess, and uh, you're at their house, and we're not going to go in and um, 
upset people just to get an EVP or something. And uh, come out and have a great time. It's also a safe place. We uh, pretty much, if you, you know, as long as you present yourself in a nice way, it doesn't matter to us what you believe in or, or whatever. Um, we do ask that there's no drama because um, we want everyone to have a good time and interact and learn from each other. And um, what do you think, Ronnie? I I just want to thank everybody out there listening that is participating in this event. Uh, thank everyone for, you know, buying a ticket or coming out or vendors, speakers. Thank everybody. And thank you, Ryan, for giving us the opportunity to come on here and talk a little bit about it. I would I would love to come back on at some point, like you said, and talk about a whole resume if you want. <laughs> we could do that for a couple yeah. of hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we would. I would love to have you guys back on the show. Well, I'll get I'll talk to you guys about it. Probably have you guys come back on in July. That's our that's when we have our next uh, available booking available date available mm-hmm. dates. But yeah, um, I look forward to seeing you guys this weekend. Like I said, Agent, we were gonna have a table out there, but it's got to be just it's just gonna be too much to try to do that and be out there all day so we're just going to come out there hang out see everyone um you know talk chat have a good time and looking forward to uh the event it's going to be a lot of fun yes sir right. thanks a lot Brian. all right guys yeah, thank well you. i will see, i will see you guys on saturday at st albans and uh yeah it'll be fun man thanks again well, for coming on like the show we cool, appreciate cool. it all right, thank you. All Good right, time. guys, have a good one. Good night. See you, you soon. You too, my man. Bye. Bye. All right, well, that was fun. I'm looking forward to seeing everyone at St. Albans and seeing you know, Alan and, and Ronnie and Angie, uh, all my friends out there. It's going to be fun times this weekend uh next week next week we have night visions wendy young and eric joseph hoffs coming on the show tune in next week same freaking awesome time same freaking awesome channel good night don't you love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by march 31st to get a hundred dollars back Instantly, because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.